It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod on Twitter. You can call into the show 405-362-7128. Email the show LOThunderpod at gmail.com. And on today's show... We're going to talk about the Thunder already losing a player this offseason, a huge hire for Sam Presti, and five more burning questions the Thunder face this offseason. But we start with Billy Donovan, who is strongly in the running for the 76ers hire and is also interviewing with the uh, Pacers right now. And the Bulls are expected to lay out their finalist in the coming days and kind of get their process over with. And it seems as though Donovan has either turned the Bulls down or the Bulls didn't like Donovan or however that feels, however that worked itself out. It doesn't seem like Donovan is in the running for the Bulls job anymore. He's really tied to the 76ers. He's tied to the Pacers. And I do wonder how this is going to unfold for Billy Donovan. But as of right now, he is just strongly in the running for the Sixers job. And of course, had that extensive interview with the Pacers. And we'll see where it all kind of unfolds. For a long time, it looked like that 76ers job was going to be Ty Lue's. And now they're throwing in Mike D'Antoni in the mix. They're throwing in Billy Donovan in the mix. I wonder where the 76ers go. I think that the 76ers hire is one of the most more interesting hires uh, on the market right now. And we'll see how they fill that void. But Sam Presti did make a big hire. And no, he did not hire a new head coach. But he did hire Rivals.com recruiting coordinator Corey Evans. 
and we've seen teams make these kind of moves before. Right after the Thunder made this move, the Timberwolves hired a 24-7 sports analyst, Josh uh, Gershon. And for those of you who, who don't know, Rivals.com is a recruiting website. It, it faces solely on recruiting, uh, both for uh, mainly football, but also high school basketball, of course. And recruiting those kids and seeing how they're coming up through high school and who's you know, they, they project where the kids are going to commit to. It's really in-depth stuff on some of the best high school talent in the nation. And, and it truly is in-depth. Even some uh, players in Oklahoma high school football who aren't going to go to an Alabama, aren't going to go to a Clemson or OU, they still follow them because they have people in every single state. So you never really miss somebody who's a talented football player or basketball player. You can really find a lot about high school guys when you go to rival and 24-7 sports if you're someone who's into college recruiting uh, or whatever the case may be. And the Thunder making this hire is a pretty big deal. I would imagine this, if you weren't convinced already, kind of submits the idea of a rebuild. Uh, but it's a good hire because you want to have someone in the room who has truly monitored these players since high school. Being the recruiting coordinator at Revels.com, you obviously do not know the story of every single high school player in that database. But you do have strong connections to people who do. You have strong connections to the big high schools. You have strong connections to the big college programs. You have high connections to a lot of different players and, and, and everything, and AAU coaches and everyone involved in this. And that can help you as you're trying out this draft process. And that's why we've seen, we've seen teams do it before, and we've seen teams do it since. With the Timberwolves hiring a 24-7 sports analyst, 24-7, it's the same type of thing. It's their recruiting website, just like Rivals is. And you do like this hire if you're a Thunder fan because – it can only help. Look, the the weight of these picks, the 14 future first-round picks, are going to be put solely on Sam Presti. But he's surrounding himself with people who can give him the chance to make the best possible selection. Because even though he has a good track record of drafting back-to-back-to-back MVPs, uh, he's also missed on some, but that's going to happen. And that just shows you how volatile the draft is. And it shows you how much of a crapshoot that the draft truly is. And you need the smartest minds in the room that you can get. And it is important to follow guys through high school. Look at Cole Anthony, for example. Cole Anthony, coming into this season, this college basketball season, was, I think, pretty well everyone's top five guy in the NBA draft. I had him at my number two. A lot of people have him at number five, at number one. He was all over the place, but he was right there at the top. And he goes from high school to UNC, has some injury issues. His teammates aren't as good as we expected him to have at a place like UNC. You'd expect him to have a better supporting cast, didn't have it, and he's fallen down the draft boards. And if he gets to that 25 pick, which I don't think is realistic, but if he does, then you can have someone there who has watched what he can do in high school and can maybe make a difference in who you pick because maybe Corey Evans has heard that Cole Anthony is a fantastic, has a fantastic work ethic. So maybe Sam Presti already loves what he's seen from the film that Cole Anthony has put on tape because he can look past the the poor supporting cast at UNC. He can look past the injuries that, that were really fluky. He can look past all of that. And then he liked what he saw in high school. That's what he saw in, in college. And then Cole, uh, Corey Evans says, I've heard this and this and this from the from AAU circuits. And it can just help you make your decision better. So I do like this hire. And it is an important one because you just want to surround yourself with more people who can help make decisions. Uh, but I do think that this does signal a rebuild. I, I don't think that that's an overreaction. I saw a lot of people have that take when they saw this. And I think that's the right take is to assume that this means 
is going to be a rebuild if you don't if you did not already lean that way for this team. But the Thunder did lose a player this offseason already, and that player is Kevin Hervey, the two-way star, the soup, the summer league star, the, the G League star, and and if you're someone who truly follows this team day in, day out, and you really get into the weeds of this team, you know that Kevin Hervey is someone who has lit up summer league and has gotten Thunder Twitter talking almost every summer since he's been out of college uh, of just why doesn't he get a shot? Why aren't they giving him a shot? He, he plays so well with the blue. Why don't they give him a shot? And I was looking forward to this year, and I talked about it even yesterday before we got the news this morning that uh, Kevin Hervey would be going to Russia. I even talked this morning about how he can be an interesting asset for them moving forward because why not throw him out there with the tanking team? Maybe you did find a diamond in the rough and you just don't know it yet because you could not really put him on display with teams that were trying to win earlier than this and then this year overperforming to where there's not really a spot for him. He could have been a good rebuild player. Again, he he was never going to play himself, I don't think, into a mainstay. He was never going to play himself into uh, a player in which you saw in, in your future whenever you're trying to contend. In a rebuild, you do need fun little players who are nothing more than fun little players for a couple of years before you oust them for better talent. It's your Frank Mason type players. It's your Yogi Ferrell had an amazing run in Dallas while the Dallas Mavericks were tanking. He he lit the world on fire for a couple of weeks. That's a fun little story for a tanking team. That's a good little uh, energy booster for a fan base while you're going through a tank is to watching someone named Yogi Ferrell go off. Kevin Hervey could have been that guy, but I think he's making the right decision here going to Russia. He's he's more of an overseas player anyway. He can really dominate the overseas game. That overseas game is a lot closer to the style and the speed and the talent level that he faced at UTSA. So those are the news and notes about the Oklahoma City Thunder for today. And you can send in your questions at LOThunderPod and at Rylan underscore Styles uh, for tomorrow's Twitter mailbag. We've gotten a lot of questions already, some interesting questions already, but I do want to get some more questions in there because we did a Reddit mailbag last week. We can do Twitter this week and maybe even do another voicemail episode next week. So you can also call into the show 405-362-7128. I did want to touch on the NBA postseason right now. I know the Thunder are not involved in it, but it was still some great games. Anthony Davis with that amazing buzzer beater uh, against the Nuggets to put the Lakers up 2-0. And Dwight Howard is taunting the Nuggets, who have made a a living coming back in this postseason. And I would ask Dwight Howard, how did that work out for Marcus Morris? Now, I don't think the Nuggets are going to come back. I think that the Nuggets are going to steal one of these games. Uh, they're going to lose the series in five. And we're going to applaud the Nuggets for even getting to this point. Uh, but the, the, the Anthony Davis buzzer beater... Uh, was a fantastic shot, and it was an awesome game as a whole. Uh, and then the Celtics win Game 3 to make it a 2-1 series. I believe that the last playoff series between Miami and Boston, uh, the same type of thing happened. Uh, Miami goes up 2-0, and I believe Boston won three straight, and then Miami put it away with LeBron James on the team. Uh, but I could be mistaken on that. You can go check out Locked on Heat and Locked on Celtics, because that series is going to be an interesting one. I think that this series, Miami and Boston, is going to be probably the most interesting playoff series and we've had a good postseason this year but it's probably gonna be the most interesting playoff series uh, maybe next next round with the Lakers involved with one of these two teams will also be a good one of course I still want to see Miami come out of the east and I never thought I'd say that after 2006 and after 2012 I never thought I would say that I wanted the heat to go to the finals but there's something very very likable about this Miami Heat team but then also 
you're in a good position as an NBA fan because a Celtics Lakers series would be awesome as well because you have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker. I mean, you, you have a lot of names going up against LeBron and AD. So either way, the NBA cannot fail here as long as LeBron is standing in the NBA Finals yet again. You cannot fail if you go to rockauto.com because your car will never fail you. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you probably couldn't work your email properly. You might have still had dial-up internet, so if someone called your rotary phone, your internet would freeze and you wouldn't know what to do, but you could have been buying auto parts online at rockauto.com. Beyond the fact of the pandemic and whatnot, and you're not wanting to go outside, you also don't want to go to a dealership or an auto parts store because when you go there, they're just going to order the parts that you need online for you and then upcharge you for those parts. Skip the upcharge, go to rockauto.com, find all the parts your car will ever need. There's no hassle. You're going to skip that upcharge. And my favorite part is you can put your make, your model, your year into their database and they're only going to show you car parts that are compatible with your vehicle. That way you know Whatever car part you purchase is going to be compatible with your car. So go to rockauto.com right now for their amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com, tell them Lockdown sent you, and the How Did You Hear About Us box. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So we started the five questions about the Oklahoma City Thunders offseason yesterday. So go back and listen to the first five questions of this series. And we're going to continue it today. I'm Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunder Pod. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. And if you still don't have a way to interact with the show with all of that, you can email the show at LOThunderPod at gmail.com. So we dive in now to the five more questions surrounding the Oklahoma City Thunder. We talked about free agency last episode, and now it's time to talk about the options. Do you pick up the option of Hamadou Diallo with his $1.6 million? Do you pick up the option of Abdul Nader with his $1.7 million? Do you pick up the option of Deontay Burton with his $1.6 million? And then Mike Muscala has a $2.2 million player option. You know, I think that almost every player option in this interesting climate uh, with the salary cap going down, the uncertainty surrounding next season, I think with all of that... The, the player option category where you can just assume will be picked up. And I think that Mike Muscala will pick up his option for the rest of them. Diallo, I think you absolutely pick up him to Diallo's option. He shows you a lot from October to December, had a really strong month of December before that elbow injury. I like Diallo still. And on a rebuilding team, you simply need bodies and you might as well fill your roster with young bodies who maybe 
you know, maybe Diallo can, 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 can become something. You, know, you just never know. Uh, but I'd like to watch Diallo at least on a couple of dunks while we're watching the Thunder lose 50 games or whatever they're going to end up losing. So I, I like Diallo. I'd bring him back. Nader, same type of thing. There's still some question marks around Nader. Could he be an end-of-the-bench shooter whenever you're ready to win? Could he be that sniper that you've needed? And you still need bodies in a rebuild. So, frankly, with all three of these guys, Diallo, Nader, Burton, uh, I don't mind picking up an option that's less than $2 million for for each each one of them is less than $2 million. And, you know, with Diallo and Nader, there's still some NBA promise there. There's still some NBA potential there. With Burton, there is no NBA potential. He's not going to be an NBA player. He's not going to even be able to play his way into a, a back-end-of-the-bench type of guy uh, whenever this rebuild is said and done. But you do need players right now for your rebuild, and you're losing a few guys in this offseason. So with Burton, you can probably just not pick up his option, honestly, and and, and try to get him closer to that minimum league, minimum deal for his uh, stature, for his eligibility level. It's going to be less than $1.6 million, you'd imagine, especially with the, with the cap going down and things like that. Uh, but I wouldn't pick up Burton's option. I'd pick up Diallo and Aders. To put it simply for you, I think Muscala opts in. Uh, for different reasons, but of course, I think that Diallo and Nader are the only two guys of the four that even have a outside chance to be a legit player. And what I mean by that is just be on the roster the next time this team makes the postseason. Uh, no offense to Muscala, no offense to Burton. Those are two guys who I think that Muscala will age himself out uh, by the time that the Thunder need to, or excuse me, will find their way into the postseason with Burton. I just don't see a pathway for him to be for him to be an NBA player. I just don't. I know he had the very fun and exciting uh, summer league. I know people fell in love with him because he is a a different looking basketball player. He has a little bit more curves to him. He's throwing down high slamming jams while looking a bit chunkier than most NBA players. I get it but he was always a gimmick to me. You can check the receipts. I've always called him a bit of a gimmick player, and he's kind of proven to be that since you converted him to a full NBA contract. So I don't think you pick up Burton's option. I would pick up Nader and and Diallo's option, uh, but we'll see what Sam Presti does. Number two, how will this season look? Will we have fans this season? That's that's still up in the air. Uh, The NBA is, is surmising that if we push the start of the season back, even to the new year, uh, that we'd have a better chance at having fans in the stadium. And simply how long will this season be? How many? When are we going to start? How long is the season going to be? What's going to happen with the with the draft odds? What's going to happen? They want to reduce travel. They want to reduce all of that. Are we going to play only the Western Conference? Are the Thunder only going to play the Western Conference? Because with the team trying to tank, and you're the only team in your conference who is trying to purposely lose... That can really help get you that number one overall pick. That can really help land you Cade Cunningham. That can really help Cade Cunningham hop on the highway and drive down to Chesapeake Energy Arena from, from Gallagher-Iba. I'm just saying, what will this season look like? In a shortened season, although it means less basketball, which is a big negative, especially for a basketball podcast, it also means you don't have to watch a tanking team lose as much, but you still get that draft pick reward. How does this season ends up looking. What's going to happen? When's it going to start? All of that good stuff. Number three, how long will the process take? I think that we'll know by the time this season tips off, because I'm one of these people who think that the, that the Chris Paul trade will happen before the start of the year. 
I think that neither party wants that hanging over their head as you enter a new season. So I think that the dust will settle by the time the season tips off. It's not going to be before Christmas. The tip-off itself is not going to be before Christmas, so you have plenty of time. It's probably going to be after the New Year's, which, again, you can check their seats on this. I never thought that would be the case. I thought there would be no way they would give up that Christmas Day game, the only date on the calendar in which they own a day of the year in the regular season. But still, you have plenty of time. You'll adjust to the salary cap. You don't mind taking on long-term money for the Thunder because you know you're not going to be involved in the free agency market. It's fine. I think that the trade gets done. So you'll know the assets you get back, the assets you get back from Chris Paul uh, by, the to- by the time the season starts. So you'll know from there how long this process will take. From the outside looking in, from you know not having the clues of what they did with Chris Paul, not having the answer to what they got back for Chris Paul or if they traded Dennis or if they traded Stephen Adams, not having any of those answers. From the outside looking in right now, I project them to be done with this process two years, three years. Two to three year window, they're done with the rebuild, they're not ready to win a championship. They're done with the rebuild, and then they shift into the, all right, we have a, a building block here now. Look at Dallas. All right, we've got our two guys, Luka, KP. We've built some role players. We've gotten Seth Curry. We've gotten Dorian Finley-Smith, Finley who we drafted. We've gotten Maxi Kleba. We've gotten our role players. And now it's time to go from tanking into competing for the postseason, and then you get to the postseason, and then it's time to go from competing for the postseason into getting out of the first round, which they have not done yet, and then you start building your way up to eventually being championship contenders. I think that the rebuild process, the team building process, will be done in two to three years. The championship process likely going to be you know, four or five years down the line. That's just the way I see it as it stands right now. But coming up, the biggest question of this offseason, the top-of-the-line question of this offseason, will be answered after the break. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S? Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Call in the show 405-362-7128. Email the show, lothunderpod at gmail.com. For some reason, I've left this question for number nine. Don't ask me the method to my madness, but the number nine question on our list, but the very and most important question this offseason will be the team's draft direction and the Shea situation. The team's draft direction, I think, probably won't have a big impact on the future of this team, but... Still, you do want to see what position they want to go for, although the position that they go for could just be because the board fell a certain way. So being at 25, we won't truly know what they prioritize. We'll just truly know who they felt was the best player remaining because that's what you have to do at 25. But the Shea situation, when you're hiring a new coach, and we've talked about it before, this could be a retread hire where you just know he's a sitting duck coach, 
But that's not the way Sam Presti has operated before. He's not someone who enjoys that. He wants someone who can come in and be a, st- a, a stable head coach who he truly views can get this Thunder team a championship eventually. He wants to give that coach plenty of time. He wants to give that coach room to grow. He wants to have the fourth head coach be the coach to win the championship. He's always, Sam Presti has, relied on stability. He's always relied on those things and those principles. He doesn't like constant turnover. He likes building a culture. So the coaching hire is very important. And what that coach thinks of Shea is even more important. And the Shea situation goes far and wide. The first question has to be, what's his position? We can't go anywhere without a position. And I've said all along, next year you're in a great position with Shea because He's proven this year he can be a shooting guard. He has proven that for a fact. He can be a secondary ball handler. He can play off the ball. That is a fact. That is a factual statement. And he's done that so well that me and countless other people have projected him to be a top 15 player in this league eventually. So that's how well he's handled being an off-the-ball guy. Now, the question becomes, can he be a point guard? That's what everyone wants to know. That's the million-dollar question about Shea this offseason. And the Thunder have already got the answer to the shooting guard question. And in the rebuild season, we're going to trade Chris Paul, where Dennis is on an expiring deal, so if he's not traded by the by the season tip-off, he'll be traded by the deadline. Eventually, you're only going to have Shea to run your point guard. So you're going to get to find out if Shea can be a point guard, if Shea can handle those responsibilities, if Shea can, can be effective as your lead ball handler. But you have to find that out. The benefit to me with Shea is he is a chameleon or a lizard. What's the one that can change the colors again? Whatever the lizard thing is that can change its colors, that's what Shea is because Shea can adapt. Shea can just go with the flow. If you need Shea to be a point guard, I truly believe he can be a point guard. If you need Shea to stay off the ball and to pick his spots better and to make himself effective and useful as a secondary ball handler, he's proven he can do that. So he can adapt to his surroundings, which gives Sam Presti the flexibility to build a championship-level team around him. Shea's best asset, as someone who I've projected to be a top 15 player in the NBA, is his flexibility. I know that if Sam Presti falls in love with a point guard in, in any draft class coming up where he's going to have a top you know five pick, If he falls in love with a point guard, I know Shea can work with him. If he falls in love, Sam Presti, with a shooting guard, I know that Shea can work with him. If he falls in love with a small forward, I know that Shea can work with him. I know that any time Sam Presti puts in a selection for one of these 14 future first-round picks, any time Sam Presti fills out a draft card, I do not have to come on this podcast the next day and say, yeah, well, is he going to fit with Shea? Yeah, shorts are a good pick, but can he fit with Shea? I don't have to worry about that. I know that Shea can fit with anyone, but you need to find out the position you would like him to play. Would you like him to be your point guard in an ideal situation? Can he be a point guard if you need him to be? I think he can, but he's got to prove it. So the Shea question is a big one. And then the final question this offseason is the fan support. 
the Oklahoma City Thunder have built themselves into a global brand since moving to Oklahoma City. It helps when you have Kevin Durant. It helps when you have James Harden. It helps when you have Russell Westbrook. It helps when you have Paul George. It helps when you have Carmelo Anthony. It helps whenever you can even get guys like Derek Fisher at the end of their careers. It helps when you get Chris Paul. It helps whenever you have talented players. Can you remain a global brand through a rebuild? And that's why the fact that this rebuild probably only takes two to three years, you feel a lot more confident in that. Now, look, I trust Oklahomans to still pack Chesapeake Energy Arena for these two losing seasons, these three losing seasons. But can you keep that stronghold nationally? Can you keep that stronghold globally is what I would like to know. We'll see. And, of course, the fan support will be a big question mark given the fact that we don't know if fans can even go to uh, the games next season. But still, I want to see the TV numbers continue to uh, stay above average. I want to see the attendance numbers continue to grow. I want to see the interaction continue. I want to see this fan base continue to embrace this organization that has spoiled us for 11 years. It's our turn to repay the favor to them. They deserve some time in this rebuild because they've given us nothing but feel good. From the time they got to Oklahoma City, even losing in that first season, they gave us nothing but feel good because in that first year, they were the first professional team in Oklahoma City. They had Kevin Durant. They had Russell Westbrook. It was nothing but feel good. And then from then on, the good times kept rolling. And now it's time for this fan base to repay the favor. And I trust Sam Presti in this organization that the, that the debt we owe them is only going to be owed for a couple of years before the good times start again. So I want to continue to see the, the fan support for this team. But that's all for this episode of Lockdown Thunder. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. And be good and be good to one another. Free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.